And welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cedra Sarton. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. We had a great share didn't we? Yeah. We, we're still, at the time of recording, we're still in the middle yes. of share Yes, I so was speaking as if I'm, you know, from then, the future. I know. <laughs> if for the ones who don't know, this is pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, we... I know it might hurt your feelings, but we don't come up here on Saturday <laughs> usually, uh, which is when yeah. this airs, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Uh, but, you know, I don't have any totals, so for the ones wondering, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't. But if you um, miss share and you would like to give, you can still go to AFR.net. I mean, you could always go to AFR.net and mm-hmm. give, but I believe... They leave all that open through the weekend. So share is not officially 100% ended. Right. You still have time at the time that you're hearing this. So uh, feel free to go there and check it out. Absolutely. share is always an interesting time around here uh, at uh, the AFA campus because all of the employees, we all gather in the room. We have our, you know, phone answering turns that we take. And yeah. so those of you listening may have talked to me. You've may have talked to Cedra. Yeah. You may have talked to our guest today, Chris Woodward. Hello. Yeah. Hello, welcome. welcome back. <laughs> yes. I think people who've been listening know who you are. So, but if not, mm-hmm. go ahead and yes. let them know who you are. I'm the uh, the millennial with gray hair. <laughs> uh, uh, Papa Smurf uh, is one <laughs> one uh, former staffer. Uh, Lovingly referred to me. It's not why he's a former staffer. He moved on to another ministry ask. effort. You, you took yeah. care of that situation. Yeah. Uh, no, we had some. We had some jokes about it. I, right. I, uh, I am. I am. I guess part of the the demographic there. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't let the uh, gray hair fool you. But yeah, it's it's been a busy week. Uh, certainly, we're thankful for the. Um, Donations mm-hmm. that we uh, we take in. I enjoy eating, as does my family. Yes, uh, and also, uh, you know, it's it's because of people like you uh, that we are able to do what we do, uh, which is uh, first and foremost to be good witnesses of mm-hmm. Jesus and try to uh, do our best to uh, you know be salt and light. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you listen to any programs on AFR, if you keep up with the news with uh, American Family News, if you watch any content that we put out at all. Uh, if you receive the Stand magazine, uh, or if you go to our websites, you giving helps us continue to do that. Yeah. And not only that, but we are able to support other ministries and work with other ministries through that. So if you've ever heard of uh, Eight Days of Hope, or mm-hmm. you know, we do we we always promote Operation Christmas Child right. every year and. And if you see any of those mission, you know, preborn, which is a big one um, right. for the ones who like to donate to that to provide ultrasounds for these new moms, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you giving to us also helps us work with them. And right. so we, we greatly appreciate you doing that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. You're part of the team. Yes. What I what I would like to communicate. Yeah. So, and if you can't give, if mm-hmm. you can't give, that is absolutely okay for whether you give or you don't. We do ask that you pray mm, for us. Absolutely. Always. That, that is more important, I believe. Yeah, I do um, too. The, the power of prayer is more powerful than the power of money. And while we absolutely could not do what we do without your donations, we definitely couldn't do what we do without your prayers. So right. please 
uh, continue to pray for us as you are doing. Um, so, uh, you know, this is a this is a Chris Woodward episode, and you know what happens in these kind of episodes. We talk about what's going on in the world and why we should uh, know. Yes. Well, one big story that's uh, developed in the uh, last couple of days, uh, this is a positive story. You know, oh, it's, yay. A, it's a good news story, right? <laughs> oh, I love um, this one. <laughs> uh, uh, International Christian Concern, one of the many uh, groups that we work with and interview on a pretty regular basis uh, on AFN.net, uh, they put out some information in recent days, and it says most people are aware of the persecution that Christians in Syria have faced in recent years in the wake of ISIS. Uh, and International Christian Concern, or ICC, recently received a call from a local contact in Syria requesting Bibles for Christians mm-hmm. in the region who were hungry for Scripture. Long story short, ISIS victims, dozens of them, have received Bibles in recent days mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Wow. Uh, and some of these are new converts. Some of these are people that were just hungry for the Word of God. Maybe they had some Scripture, but not all of God's Word and uh, things of that sort. And this, I think, is is an example of a couple of things. Number one, uh, groups like International Christian Concern do exist based on donations from mm-hmm. various people, uh, but also because people are praying that things like this would occur. Mm-hmm. Things like this will happen. Uh, I talked about this one time on a recent uh, segment for this program, um, and Voice of the Martyrs puts out a calendar. Mm-hmm. And um, you can go through every day, and it will give you a different thing to pray for. And one of the things that recently, ironically, um, perhaps, that Voice of the Martyrs uh, Voice of the Martyrs uh, wanted people to pray about was for people to get a copy of the Word of God. And Mm -hmm. I thought about that when I read this news from uh, International Christian Concern. And and that, again, I think, you know, people gave money. That helped ICC exist. That helped ICC get in contact with these people, figure out ways to get a copy of the Word of God Mm -hmm. in the hands of people there in Syria. And also it's because people were praying that someone somewhere would be able to get a copy of the Word of God. So celebrate but find ways to keep it going. Yeah. And don't just um, focus on people overseas. There are people in America, there are people in your state, in your town even, mm-hmm. that don't know anything about God. Maybe they've never heard anything about Jesus, and you can be that person that puts the copy of the Word of God in that person's hand. Absolutely. And that that I, I love that story so much because, well, one thing, it reminds me a little bit of um, the Orange Letter campaign that mm-hmm. we do. Yes. It, it brings that to mind. And for those of you who don't know, we we at Engage, we um we do a once a year uh, letter writing campaign to Christ- persecuted Christians mm-hmm. and missionaries all over the world, uh, letters of encouragement, letters of prayer, just to let them know that they're not alone. We're thinking of them. We're praying for them. And we are trying to shoulder their burdens uh, alongside of them. But um, but it's in the same spirit. You know, I, I love hearing about um, people like this, you know, like in, in situations where they've been, you know, everything's been stripped away, mm-hmm. you know, and then the church internationally or even the just the American church comes and right. comes alongside them and gives them aid. And um, I know some people listening might think, oh, well, it's just Bibles. You know, you're not you're not sending over, you know, food. You're not sending over medicine, clothing mm-hmm. and all of those things, which are absolutely necessary. Um, but again, I want to I want to remind people that uh, the spiritual need is as important, if not more important, than the physical need. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can we can lean on God, and we can trust that God will provide for them um, the 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 food that they need, the clothing that they need, and the safety that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in their hands; they're not in our hands. Um, so, giving them Bibles is it accomplishes 
just as much, if not more, than um, giving them food. And while we can certainly do both, right. yeah. um, this is something I don't think uh, that people think about as often is uh, putting Bibles into the hands of Christians mm-hmm. uh, who might not have that access. Yeah. Well, the thing is about being a Christian is, is the world can strip everything away from you. Mm-hmm. It can strip your family away. It can strip your Food, clothing, roof over your head. It could strip all that away. But the one thing it cannot take from you is Christ Mm -hmm. and your belief in him. And once you've taken the word of God and you've hid it in your heart, like scripture tells you to do, you'll always have it. Right. You know, and uh, I mean, like the world, I mean, things, people of the world can take your life away. Mm -hmm. And that's still not Mm -hmm. going to take uh, your, your place as a Christian. You know, you will live on with Christ forever, no matter sure, what. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. They can destroy your body. They cannot destroy your spirit. Exactly. Right. And that, um, and too, so you were talking about, Chris, uh, putting, uh, even in our own communities, there are people who haven't really ever been exposed to the gospel, mm-hmm. haven't been exposed to the word of God. And um, I think we can sort of get our, get, get our heads kind of wrapped up in the mundaneness of everyday life. And our privilege of having, you know, a bookshelf of Bibles at mm-hmm. home of any translation you would want for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of get wrapped up in that reality that we live in and think, oh, well, you know, yeah, giving Bibles to people who might not have one, that seems like a very noble thing to do. But, you know, it might be a waste of time. They might not read it. You know, they might just, you know, they might read it and not mm-hmm. understand it. It might be a waste of time. It really isn't. And I feel like we don't really realize what the Bible is. You know, sometimes we think of this, oh, this is our religious book. Yeah. It's our religious text that gives us the instructions on how to live as a Christian. But really, I mean, we think about it as the word of God, when you give someone a Bible, you're pushing them into the throne room <laughs> yeah. of heaven. You really are. And this is this is it's very significant spiritually, uh, the, th- the thing that you're doing. So even if... They uh, don't even read it, even if they read it and then reject it. Mm-hmm. You at least did this sure. thing. You brought them face to face with God. And mm-hmm. I think that's quite yeah. important. And, you know, God put his word on the hearts mm-hmm. of people yes. across centuries for a reason, that being for us to get to know him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's God. That's the way he wants to have a relationship with us. Uh, and from time to time, he will use people throughout time mm-hmm. to try to share his uh his existence, his word, his his will, and his waves with other people. Right. And one of the ways that we can do that is to at least, at minimum, try to uh, give people Bibles. Mm-hmm. But also, too, I think it would be good if we as believers, uh, listeners of this program, would actually – we need to make sure that we know what the Bible says mm-hmm. uh, because we may be in a situation where we don't have a copy of the Word of God to give somebody. Maybe we don't have our cell phone with mm-hmm. the uh, Bible apps that we might have on there. And it will come to you from time to time to uh, give that person the answer they need mm-hmm. for whatever question they have, uh, whatever situation they may they may be in, which is why you need to know what the Bible says. So, Absolutely. Uh, in addition to working and finding ways to distribute Bibles to people internationally or mm-hmm. domestically, also actually know what the Word of God says. Yeah. Well, that's that's excellent too because, I mean, I think about – I have we have bookshelves of Bibles at home. I've got a Bible on my – phone that I carry with me, but access to the Bible does not mean that you know what it says. And there's so many people who have a house full of Bibles who rarely crack one open. Do you Mm -hmm. know how many homes, and I don't know if this is, I don't know 
if this is just an American thing, just a Southern thing, mm-hmm. but have that giant white Bible that sits in the middle of their oh, coffee yeah. table and it's mm-hmm. real fancy, mm-hmm. but you never open it. Mm-hmm. That's not a for reading Bible. That's the just, decoration. Yeah, that's Bible. The, <laughs> but it's supposed to be. You know, it's the family, the family Bible. Yeah. You know, it's already got like mm. it's got the name on it and mm-hmm. stuff. Do you know how many homes have that? Even mm-hmm. ones that don't have any other Bible. Yeah. Have the Word of God sure. in in their home yeah. in some form. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and we talk all the time about uh, sharing truth yes. and applying Scripture. Another thing, um, and this ties into ongoing news topics that we can get into, perhaps if we have time. But uh, one of the things that we're all guilty of doing is we'll go to Facebook or Twitter whatever our social media platform may be, and we'll let our points be known about, let's say, masks, mm. uh, uh, mm. Joe mm-hmm. Biden's presidency, the economy, all these things. You certainly have the right to do that. Mm. I'm not going to say you shouldn't say that. I get to tell people about Jesus because of the First Amendment. You should yes. be able to use the First Amendment for whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. But here's the thing. How many people know your opinion on, let's mm. say, masks or mm. Joe Biden's presidency but they don't know that you're a Christian. Right. So, like, everybody knows your take on this or that. Do they know that you're a Christian? And are those people that could be reached with the gospel if you would just make it a point to at least substitute one post, exactly. one tweet, mm-hmm. to tell people about Jesus? I know we just had Easter or Resurrection Sunday. So yeah. the big day mm-hmm. is past us at this point. But you know what? Everybody needs to be saved. Yes. Jesus died for everybody. And Easter or Resurrection Sunday is not something that we should just celebrate one Sunday a year. Mm -hmm. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Messiah, Mm -hmm. is something that we should celebrate every day. And we should tell people about it throughout the day um, so that they don't just wait until Christmas to get back in the church. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, we need to be evangelizing uh, the gospel not our favorite political issue that will be irrelevant next month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, something else will come along, <laughs> yeah, and I'll exactly. have to come on here and talk about uh, it. Speaking of other things that come along, Chris, what, what what's the next story? That yeah, well, um, you know, one of the things that the Word of God tells us is that God made male and female. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big issue uh, culturally, <laughs> politically, in virtually every state in these United States of America. Right. I bring that up because uh, this year actually is the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Mm. That was the law that basically said if you're going to do this uh, sports-wise, you got to do it for m- females too. Yeah. Uh, they need to be able to have their own equipment. They need to be able to have their own teams, things of that sort. Sure. And there's some other Title IX uh, protections that go beyond just sports. But uh, there's a big battle brewing uh, across all the states, really, where a lot of uh, legislatures are wanting to pass bills that bar biological males from competing against females in women's sports. Uh, Mississippi has a, has passed a law like this. Arkansas is one of them. I could go on and on. Uh, some states are actually working to allow for uh, men to compete against females in women's sports, uh, stuff like that. And it's really... Um, it's a, it's a tense situation. Um, a lot of people are kind of maybe walking on eggshells because they don't want to offend anybody. Maybe they know somebody with a child who says he is a she or something of that sort, and they're trying to be inclusive and caring to those individuals. But then there's a whole bunch of other uh, biological females in situations that are saying, look, I'm losing out because I'm having to compete against him in a swim meet, mm-hmm. and he's taking a scholarship from me or a trophy or yeah. something that might help me get into college to get a, a 
in education, yeah. something mm-hmm. that will help me build a career. And these kinds of things are they're difficult. A lot of people, again, they don't really know what to do about it, um, which I think is all the more reason to pray for our lawmakers. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible does tell us that we should pray for those in authority over us, mm-hmm. not just those that we picked, not those that we like, not mm-hmm. those that say and do things on whatever TV channel we may watch as compared to other networks. Pray for leaders. Mm-hmm. Pray for your those in authority to you. And so this is a very uh, difficult situation. Pray that they're being sincere about what it is th- that they're doing and not just trying to get you to vote for them again in November. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and pray that their their ears will be inclined to wise counsel mm-hmm. and hopefully the scriptures and not people trying to manipulate, you know, the culture at this point. Yeah. 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 And then you you've got stories I I don't know if you want to talk about this, but it's on the same line mm-hmm. of the women in you know, men call themselves women mm-hmm. to be put in prison as a woman yes. in a women's prison. And now you've got female prisoners, mm-hmm. biological female prisoners coming up pregnant yeah. in the prisons right. because of the transgender mm-hmm. prisoners being in there with them. Yeah. It's a, um, a another unfortunate situation is there was a, uh, a shelter in Alaska mm. that basically tries to help um, – women that have been in situations where they're being abused, mm-hmm. sexually, physically, what have you, just abused. And um, there was an incident several years ago where um, an individual who is a male, mm-hmm. was born a male, but says he's a she, uh, wanted to find temporary housing at this shelter, and they said, no, you can't do it. Uh, and that ended up in a big lawsuit, and the shelter was accused of violating laws that say if you do this for one person, you got to do it for all people and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, things, I think, that our legislators don't foresee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just see, okay, this is what people want me to do. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out if we can do this or whatever else. They don't see the uh, things that are going to happen when they go down this road, right. which, again, I think is all the more reason for us to pray for them to have the wisdom to see not just the now, but mm-hmm. what's going to happen from now mm-hmm. if we go down this road. Yeah, right. and, make the, and make the right choice, not the choice that seems mm-hmm. easier because less mm-hmm. people will be yeah. mad at you. Well, and two, I think it it just goes to show that it's time. I mean, it's been time, it's past time, and many Christians are already doing this, but to be for Christians to be very, very clear about what we expect from culture right. and not to leave anything in a sort of gray area. Um, and I th- that can be that can be a, that can be challenging because you know that that'll you're leaning into a lot of the the, um, the 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 strife when you do that. But that's sort of the if we're going to be Christians and we're going to be involved in our culture, that's what we're going to have to do. And we have to be very clear about what we expect from the lawmakers, mm-hmm. so that that foresight that they need to have when they make this decision, what could be the fallout of it or how could it be interpreted in the future needs to be very, everything needs to be very clear cut so Mm -hmm. that all of those bases are covered so that we're thinking about the future and not just reacting to things that are happening right now. Right. Uh, One other big story uh, that came about in recent days was homeschooling has kind of exploded in the last couple of years. And one reason for that is because a lot of people saw what their kids were being taught in schools uh, once those kids were sent home for Mm -hmm. online learning. 
uh, back in 2020 when COVID-19 first became a thing, you know? Right. And uh, a lot of people, they didn't like what their kids were being taught. So they said, you know what, we're going to do this ourselves. They found whatever homeschool curriculum met their needs and so on and so forth, as all people are welcome and free to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since that time, a lot of people have maybe realized, you know what, I'm working from home. I can keep them here. Uh, you know, we can do this. We, we don't yeah. have to send our kids to schools and things like that. And a lot of people in our listening audience uh, do homeschool and have done so mm-hmm. for years, not just, you know, they did it years before COVID. Uh, many of the people that uh, work here or have worked here at AFA uh, are homeschooled or mm-hmm. were homeschooled, things like that. And that's great. Uh, but there is kind of a, a discussion amongst some people that, you know, if you want to do that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't forget about the people in public schools. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, you know, these people are going to grow up to also uh, run for mayor mm-hmm. or be a boss in a workplace and, and all that stuff. So uh, it's kind of caused a debate among many circles, uh, even amongst homeschoolers, that, you know, if you're going to do this, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't forget about the uh, the kids that uh, are in families where they, for whatever reason, don't go that route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, led many people to say, well, you know what, uh, you know, I should be involved uh, you know, certainly, depending on whatever state you live in, you mm-hmm. might actually be paying for public schools, um, mm-hmm. you know, even if your children don't go to a public school. My, my kids don't go to a public school, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm paying for public schools in my area through taxes and stuff yeah. like that based on how Mississippi is structured. But it's just, you know, it, find ways to maybe be a mentor to kids in your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, find ways to be involved. You can certainly run for school board. You can do all these other things to help out um, kids mm-hmm. in the public school mm-hmm. uh, situation. You know, you can even teach Sunday school right. and try to pass on salt and light to mm-hmm. kids that are going to need that yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. yeah, and I know it's kind of a diff- difficult place to be because you want to take your children out of that. You don't want them to be in that. But then I remember um, when I was in school, certain programs, like we had devotion and we would meet during a uh, break time mm-hmm. yeah. at school. We'd have that short break uh, and then we would hold devotion in a classroom. The teachers and faculty were not allowed to lead devotion, but mm-hmm. students could. Yeah, And so it was up to us to mm-hmm. kind of lead that. So it's kind of hard. You take all the, uh, you take your kids out because of what they're being taught. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to take, all, like all Christian kids won't, you know, be out of the public yeah. school. I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. like, you're taking a good many of them out, mm-hmm. and then so these kind of programs and stuff dying. So that's kind of like a hard place yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, I love this conversation too because I think there's there's two things kind of going on. One, there's you know the the longevity looking forward. So like you're investing in your children at mm-hmm. home, you're d- really digging into discipling them. Right. You're all there together, and you're able to really have a hands-on guidance. In, um, in in biblical teaching and all of that. Uh, as, as a child, that's what I experienced because I, I was homeschooled. Um, but then on the other side, like Chris, like you were saying, this is you can still be involved in mm-hmm. your community. Mm-hmm. And that's that's looking now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're this is a this is sort of like a double pronged sort of um, attack right. on, on on protecting your your community and the culture in your area. You can invest in the lives of your mm-hmm. children so that one day they'll grow up to be good citizens, yes. Christian citizens and having their influence, but you can go ahead and have an influence right now mm-hmm. in your community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that kid is not your responsibility. If it's not your child, if yes. it's not your own flesh mm-hmm. and blood, it's it's not your responsibility per mm-hmm. se, but it is your neighbor. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, there's a lot of schools out there. There's a lot of fantastic 
uh, brothers and sisters in the faith that are public school teachers uh, that do a great job. Mm -hmm. But in some places, kids are being just sold gobbledygook. Mm -hmm. It's it's complete gibberish. It's a bunch of garbage. Uh, and and if nobody tells them otherwise, mm -hmm. they take that as fact, and then they grow up and they live. And like I said, they run for office. They start a business. They work here or there. They mm -hmm. advocate for this or that. They vote this way instead of that way and all these things. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, that person could have been put on a different path mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if somebody would have stood in the way and said, you know what? These people are telling you something, but let me tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what Jesus wants right. me to tell you. Those right. kinds of things. Yeah, and this can be as simple, honestly, as you know, getting to know the people in your neighborhood. Yeah. So, like, say you're a homeschool family, you're a homeschool parent, and you, your kids are always at home, but your next door neighbor isn't. Mm -hmm. um, and so, getting to know them, becoming friends with them, make, uh, building a relationship, talking to the parents, even discipling the parents to a degree, yeah. I think that can go a long way to. Um, not only investing somebody's life so that that might overflow into the school that their children goes into, but just building a network, building a community of like-minded people in your area right. um, can have an amazing positive impact. Right. And, you know, it's often said, if you want to change the White House, change what's going on in your house it, and, yes. and in all the houses throughout America, stuff mm -hmm. like that. T people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, are going to be, in the not-too-distant future, the major voting blocks. Mm -hmm. In some ways, we're already the major voting block, but a lot of baby boomers, a lot of Gen Xers out there are still voting and, you know, right. things like that, as they should. But, you know, we can make a difference if we start changing hearts and minds now, mm -hmm. especially for families with little ones or maybe, you know, younger couples that are thinking about starting a family. Uh, you can make a difference in their lives, but you just got to you got to be like Peter. You got to take a step out of that boat in faith. Don't be like the other disciples that are waiting on somebody else to do it, and then you're watching and waiting what happens to them. Right, yeah. And, and also, I just want people to remember, your kids are also supposed to disciple people. Once they have, mm -hmm. once they have given their life to Christ, mm -hmm. they, are, they are now— you're, mm -hmm. you're now they may not be prepared for certain things, of course, when yeah. they're still young, but— um, yeah, don't you? You gotta let them go. Talk to other yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you and, and especially if it's if you're setting the example and they're doing that alongside of you yeah. mm -hmm. as part of your discipleship of them. I think that's extremely powerful. I think. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we got to close out. So thank you so much, thank Chris, you. for being on with us today. Um, and again, yeah, if, if you wanted to uh, donate to share but you missed the when the phone lines were open, don't mm -hmm. forget you can go to AFR.net. Is it AFR or AFA.net? AFR.net. AFR mm -hmm. uh, it should all still be up for you to, to uh, before you go there. And I would ask that you continue to pray mm -hmm. for us as we, you know, throughout the year. Yes. Don't just pray during this time. Throughout the year, uh, pray for Chris as he is uh looking at the news yes. and deciding, mm -hmm. you know, and putting out news stories so you can stay informed, pray for us as we do our show and everything else that we do. And we, we greatly appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to remind you guys too, uh, if you want to share truth and apply scripture, you have to know the truth mm -hmm. and read the scripture. Amen. So yeah. we encourage you, as we were saying in the beginning of this, uh, of this program, uh, take those book, uh, Bibles off your bookshelf and read them and read them to your children as well. Uh, thanks for listening guys. And until next week, continue to share truth and apply scripture.